0: Hello, my friends, Brett Patterson coming at you from the financial capital of the West Salt Lake City, Utah, joined by the chairman. How you doing, Brett? It's been a while since we've been on a podcast, Brian. It's been a while. Is this the first one of the year? Second one of the year. That's what Katie's saying. I lose track because I'm having fun. All right, we've got a great podcast for you today, and it starts with a little bit of a story. Back in 2000, I think it was 16. Okay. Brian, here's the situation. We take a youth group down to Moab, Utah, which is beautiful. Arches National Park is by Moab. Beautiful place. And there's the Colorado River going through Moab. And we decide, hey, let's take this youth group river rafting on the Colorado River. That sounds fun. Yeah. Well, it was kind of boring. (laughs) Because there was so much water in the river that the rapids were gone. Yeah. Because the the water was so high. So we're with, I don't know, 25, you know, young men just floating down the river. And and I decide, hey, I'm going to jump out because this is boring in the raft. So a few of us jump out. we got our life jackets on and we're just kind of cruising down the river. The the instructor told me it was safe to jump out. Otherwise, I always follow instructions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So I jump out of the river. All right, me and a couple other guys. Well, I'm floating down, and all of a sudden, I'm just relaxing, feet up. All of a sudden, I start spinning. And I don't know what the official river term is this, but I was caught in a whirlpool. And there's something in everybody's brains, and I'm going to try to say this right, which is called the amygdala. Okay, and that amygdala part of the brain is where you it's fight or flight. Fear. It's once you sense fear, you got to survive. And so guess what I started doing in that little whirlpool? I mean, it started spinning fast. Started fighting. I started fighting. (laughs) And I'm, you know, with my hands trying to swim up, and I got a life jacket on, and it pulls me under. I was freaking out. And then it popped me back up. And then I start fighting more and I'm yelling to a couple guys over there and it pulled me down again. I thought I was dying. I thought that was the end for Brett. And then it popped me up and disappeared. I fought for my life. And after that, I was exhausted. I don't know if you've ever had the fight or flight kick in like that, where you've been in, I think everybody has. Yeah. In some form or fashion, the amygdala in somebody's brain has
1: triggered and you fight. It, yeah, probably. I've had that. I think we've all had brief moments in time. Not like that. Not where I have to actually think about it over, you know, minutes. Uh, it
0: felt like 35 <clears throat> minutes. It was probably 30 seconds. Yeah. But I was so exhausted after that. I couldn't even move. I just collapsed. And... And there's a reason why I'm bringing this up in the umidala, the fight or flight. And I want you to think back, Brian, to the Hunsaker ancestors. Okay. Okay? hmm Okay? <laughs> the big Hunsaker ancestors. And if you think back three, four, five hundred years ago, um, you're sta- let's say this. Picture yourselves, if you're listening to this podcast, and you're standing like on a hill. And all of your people and your village and everybody is over, you know, I don't know, 50 yards away or something. And that entire group all of a sudden just turns around and starts running, like sprinting off.
1: What are you probably going to do? Probably going to run after him or, you know, follow him. Why? There's probably danger and uh, need to get out of the way, you know, Great fear is near and you got to get out. And so if there's fear, you follow the herd. Yeah.
0: And it's, and that's how we're hardwired. That's how, that's how I survived. I want to say that river when I was being pulled under was because of that amygdala in your brain. That is that fight or flight. That is, um, I, I fear for my life. I've got to survive. I've got to put food on the table. I need shelter. I need fire. You know, those, those things to survive.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And it's the herd mentality, and it's part of our genetic makeup. It's it's who we are as humans. It's part of our genetic it, makeup, and it kept us alive 500 years ago, and can of, keep us to alive today yeah, too. Exactly. Yeah.
0: But all right, why in the world of investing is the herd mentality or that amygdala?
1: Why is it an investor's worst enemy? Because uh, making decisions based on fear and, and instead of uh, facts uh, is not good for your wealth long term.
0: Okay. All right. Let's talk about
1: that a little bit more.
0: Okay. Okay. So I'm going to throw some some things at you. Uh, right now, all the pros and I'm calling professional forecasts are are down on the year to basically neutral to where we are in the S&P right now. Fund managers have more cash. So they've sold their assets. They have more cash than they have, even more so than what they had in 2008. um, The put-to-call ratio, which I follow, which basically tells you how bearish or bullish options traders are, there's more puts purchased now than in any other time in history, which tells you people are buying basically insurance for their portfolio because they expect Market to go down. The market to go down. Yeah. Okay. Recession fears. Here's one that I love. Back in 2010, when I worked at TD Ameritrade, they put out what's called the IMX, which which monitors all the retail investors at TD Ameritrade, and what are they doing? And it's in it at an extreme. And that extreme. Do you think that extreme is buying stocks, or do you think
1: it's selling stocks? Yeah, they're selling. Oh yeah. Yeah. Talk about the herd.
0: The herd is moving the cash. The consensus, don't get confused, the consensus is nothing but bearish out there for everybody. Okay, so what what would you do if the entire herd has this survival instinct? I gotta sell all my stocks and get out.
1: What would you tell? And in, in financial uh markets it's usually best to be a contrarian, you know not always what is a contrarian? mean? contrarian means doing the opposite of what everybody else is doing, so if the herd is running, then you should do just the opposite run the other way, or <laughs> how hard is that yeah it's it's going against the crowd, and uh usually and it's not i mean it's not always but usually that is the the right thing, especially when you're talking about. Financial markets. Now, when we're talking about individual securities, I, I, we're not talking about that. We're talking about financial markets in general. Um, doing the following the herd is generally not not a good idea for for building wealth. You think about really think. Let's go back a couple of years, um, 2000. You know, during the pandemic, uh, the first part of the yeah. pandemic, and think about what happened in 2020. What was the herd doing in 2020? They were going crazy with speculation was going rampant they're buying meme stocks and spacs. after the market fell 37%. after after the market fell well there, okay we can even go back to that point the herd was selling everything yeah and then it, of course it bounced back and uh so again following a herd you would have sold and then and then uh and then the speculation got back into the market and people were buying these meme stocks and and uh SPACs, and and speculation went crazy. That's what the herd was doing. And that, you know, that yeah. was not the right yeah. move long-term.
0: Um, okay, so here's, here's a question for you. Let's, let's move to housing for a second. Okay. Okay. As I've mentioned on this podcast, I keep track of the value of my home month to month. It's not priced daily like stocks, but month to month. And there was one point last year where the value of my home was down 25%. Okay. From uh, just, oh, just a from a tie, from a tie, yes, yeah. down twenty five percent, and I know many friends that you know same thing. Why do we have herd mentality with stocks? Meaning people selling and getting scared, and you have these fluctuations in the market, but you don't have that in housing, when housing was down almost as much as the S and P, if not more. Why is there that a amygdala driving you crazy on the stock side, but not the housing side?
1: I think there's a couple of reasons. One is it's very easy to sell a stock. It's not easy to sell. It's not as easy. Liquidity. To sell liquidity. So yeah. it's very easy. Just push a button and you're out. That's one. The other thing, the other reason why it's, I think people do it more often and more, more tempted or, or likely to sell stocks before they'd sell their home is... Uh, you get a price every single day and so when you see a pri- you see a, your the price of your stock or your investment portfolio go down day after day, week after week and your mind starts playing games with yeah. you and the fear sets in and you sell out of fear as opposed to rationally thinking about the fundamentals, that, you know, is this going to happen? Is this is this downward trend going to continue for the next three, five and 10 years, or, you know, maybe I don't need this money 10 years down the road. Yeah.
0: Here, here's the other thing. When you're, I'm an old AM guy. I love listening to the AM radio hmm. and guess what? I never hear on the AM radio or anywhere. The value of the homes in a particular zip code for the day is down 30% as investors are scared Mm -hmm. right you never hear that the media is never talking about the value of your home so it's almost like okay i'm not going to worry about it i know long term it's going to be fine but the herd mentality coupled with the fear of the media gets that amygdala liquidity Mm -hmm. also gets that little part of your fight or flight and people freak out and want to sell
1: yeah yeah the financial media is definitely guilty of of attributing a lot of fear to to investors and that's and that's really what the whole conversation every single day on on the different financial networks yeah. is you know should we get out of the market should we you know get should we try to time up? it or whatever yeah trying to get in and get out i think the other thing is a lot of times people look at stocks as this uh it's not a real asset you know yeah. it it's a it's a it's a, it's a, it's a a line on a computer screen, or ticker symbol, or a ticker symbol, or your your paper statement. You know the value on a paper statement. It doesn't. It's it's not real tangible. You know. You, th- you th- What people fail to realize is these are real businesses. As if you owned. I think if you owned a. You know. There's there's a hotel near our office here. If you were the owner of that hotel, that's a real asset. Well, this if you own Marriott stock, that's a real asset too. It's just, you know, a different form of ownership, but it's an actual real asset. And you got to think about your stocks we like. We don't like using the term stocks. We think about our businesses as they are real assets. They're real tangible. And you have an economic interest, ownership interest in the profits, the future profits of that business. And so always ask yourself, is, you know, is this a business that's going to continue to grow and create value over time and if the answer is yes then you shouldn't fall into that fear you should treat it like your home treat it like your home or as if as if you owned the you know the hotel uh, you know in in your local city so when
0: fear is rampant and the herd is moving one way okay like is what's happening now uh what what would you tell people to do when that's happening ignore it ignore
1: ignore the herd ignore th- I- ignore the facts the th- stocks are down ignore the herd Ign- you know maybe you turn off the television maybe uh you ignore your you know your statement you know at, the, at that it's not gonna it's, it doesn't do you any good we're if, looking if, at it for you yeah we're we're <laughs> looking at it but i mean if that's something that creates fear for you then you probably should just turn it off and sometimes a lot of times i hear people say oh i just don't even look at my investment portfolio right now because it's probably not a bad idea it's too painful for for a lot of people
0: although we're off to a great start of the year which we can talk about next time but there's
1: still a lot of fear out there yeah tons of fear so what
0: would buffett do when there's that much fear
1: yeah so the last time i remember uh fear to similar levels to maybe actually a little greater fear than what what we're dealing with right now in the financial markets was 2008 during the Great Financial Crisis, and that, they call it the GFC, the Great Financial Crisis. That was the worst financial crisis that our country's been through since the Great Depression, and, uh, and he wrote an article, in fact, I've used this article and this quote uh, in the past, but he wrote an article in, in uh, I think it was the New York Times, on October 16, 2008. Okay, remember, go back to, to October 16th October was
0: ugly. Well,
1: 2008, the ho- the whole, you know, especially the fall in October 2008, yeah. that was a really really difficult time in financial markets. And Buffett wrote this. I thought it was I think it's great. The art, the the title of the article is By American I Am. And uh, it says the financial world is a mess both in the United States and abroad. Its problems moreover have been leaking into the general economy and the leaks are now turning into a gusher. In the near term, unemployment will rise. That's what we're probably going to see now. We're seeing that. We're seeing this yeah, right now. Yeah, we're seeing that. And we—he I mean, could have written this today. Yeah. And it sounds it would fit right in today and in the business environment we're in right now. He says, "In the near term, unemployment will rise." In fact, that's what everybody's talking about with the Fed raising interest rates. Unemployment was mm-hmm. likely to rise. Business activity will falter. Guess what? That's exactly what everybody's saying, and there is some business act activity faltering. And the headlines will continue to be scary. Amen. Sounds like he could have written this yesterday. That's the herd. Yeah. And then this is what he said: the next paragraph. So dot dot dot. I've been buying American stocks. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love that. I love it. And that's really that's really the bottom line. Like is we talk about following the herd and being contrarian uh okay so what are we doing any cash that any clients have it's buy week this week mm-hmm. i put a ton of work or a ton of money to work today right that's what we're doing is we're buying these great assets
1: that over the course of time will compound your wealth and guess what i did today What'd just just like we're doing for our clients. I bought personally. I bought more great American businesses today in my own portfolio. I, I got. I just have to say this. the The next paragraph it says why Buffett has. It says why. Why am I doing this? Why am I buying American stocks? And he says a simple rule dictates my buying: be fearful when others are greedy, and greedy when others are fearful. That's and a it, recipe right there. That's it. He says, and most certainly fear is now widespread, gripping even the seasoned investor. And then he says, but fears regarding the long-term prosperity of the nation's many sound companies makes no sense. These businesses will indeed suffer earnings hiccups as they always have, but most major companies will be setting new profits, records 5, 10, and 20 years from now. And this could have been written yesterday. Exactly. There, nothing has changed. But yet, everybody focuses on, you know, the the weather forecast or the economic forecast, and ultimately, that's just noise. It's a distraction. It creates fear. Ignore all that and focus on buying and owning great American assets. Yeah. And uh, forget yeah. about all the all the garbage out there.
0: So on February fifteenth, we've got a client quarterly investment meeting where we're going to tear, tear apart a few of the businesses that we have purchased for clients. You can sign up for that in the email that you got for this podcast for. So look forward to that. But we're going to, we're going to talk about some of the most hated businesses, some of the most hated best businesses in the world and why we love them and why the herd long term will be
1: wrong. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think it's, I would use the term Fear or feared, <laughs> people. Been hated. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. But may, may, maybe there's some there's some hate there. I guess, but uh, <laughs> I think it's undeserved. But uh, yeah, anytime a stock goes down 50 percent, well,
0: I think it's hated. Yeah, yeah, right. So if you remember back to a movie, and I can't remember the movie, but I remember the Indians' trick to killing the buffalo, and they would get them. And they'd chase them, and the buffalo would be in this herd, just running. And guess where the Indians led them?
1: To a cliff. Oh, to a cliff.
0: And they just whew, boom,
1: that's, fall off the cliff. That's uh, What movie is that? Kevin Costner. Um, is that Dances with Wolves? Dances Tatanka? with Wolves. Yeah. Tatanka. <laughs> Tatanka. <laughs> Tatanka? Tatanka.
0: Tatanka. Tatanka. Her- following the herd in your finances <clears throat> will lead you off a cliff. Yeah. Right? Here's what Sir John Templeton said, and we'll leave it here. Think about where we are. Is there pessimism in the market? Is there optimism? Is there euphoria right now? This is what he says, and this is one of my favorite quotes ever. Bull markets are born on pessimism, grow on skepticism, mature on optimism, and die on euphoria. Mm -hmm. You think about what we've just been through. We just went through euphoria two years ago. Now we're in pessimism. And it's just a matter of time. Could have already started. I don't know. But that new bull market starts. And then grows on skepticism. Because you're not going to see a positive headline for a long time. Yeah. So stay the course. Buy when others are fearful. Amen, brother. And ignore the amygdala.
1: Unless you're in a river, <laughs> you're in a whirlpool, or you have a bear chasing you. Yeah, then run. <laughs> Are you supposed to run? Yeah, I think you're it. supposed to fake dead. No, that's a black. I think that's black bears. You faked it. Let's see. We'll do. Yeah, we'll have to figure it out. <laughs> do something. Yeah. To to survive. Climb climb a tree.
0: With that, my friends. Until next time. Bye bye. For more information, please contact Iron Gate
1: Global Advisors at info at or by